You are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Engaging an exciting conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Every week on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Welcome everyone to the Radiant Culture Podcast. My name is T-Mac and I'm joined by some handsome gentlemen in the studio tonight. Introduce yourselves. Cookie Monster. The most handsome of them all. <laughs> yes, the monster of them all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the biscuit. Beauty in a biscuit. Beauty in a biscuit. Oh, oh I God. can't just be handsome. I'm more beautiful. Okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm the one who keeps everybody saying the pastor. Mr. Kent. <laughs> Mr. Kent. Welcome, everybody. So today we don't have a guest. We're keeping it in-house. But we wanted to reach out to our listeners and our audience and answer some of the questions that you guys have been sending through. Yeah, so thank you to everyone who sent in your questions. Um, today's episode is called I've Got a Friend of a Friend Who. So the whole theory behind it is that a lot of the time people have burning questions, but they don't want to be judged for having that question because people then think that they're actually doing that thing that they're asking about, etc. So we're not going to assume that you're doing the thing. We are going <laughs> to assume that you've got a friend of a friend who's got this burning question. So we're just going to kick off with question number one, which was sent in by Anonymous. I mean, think of it this way. The guy obviously is Christian. You go to church together and you're not unequally yoked. You know, you go, you believe the same things and, you know, they're a man of God, you're a woman of God. So do you just say, okay, cool. Or like, is it like a whole process where you get some revelation from the Lord and he also gets a revelation or someone, I don't know, like how does that go? So basically her question is, is there the one? Like how do you know that someone is the one? You're both believers, you're both, as she said in the audio, a woman of God and a man of God. She was saying, do you need a revelation or a sign of some sort to know that somebody is the one? I'm not married, right? So I'm not a very qualified person to respond to this. However, I'm going to respond to it anyway. Well, I'm going to attempt to give my view. If there is the one <clears throat> in, in the strict sense, right, that you have a one that you're supposed to meet, I'm pretty sure that by now there's a couple of people that missed oh, their I ones. And so it just messes up the whole apple cart, right? It just, everything gets messed up because um technically it means that if there's some dude who met a girl who was not the one and then they got married that means he took someone else's one and now someone else is gonna have to go without their one then they're gonna have to find another one anyway that's my thinking uh, ano? Anonymous guy. Oh, oh my gosh <laughs> So, What's wrong with you, man? So, <laughs> wow. Okay, I know. Are you listening? <laughs> yes, biscuit. Uh, <laughs> no, no. There, I, I do not believe there is the one. I don't believe there's a precedent for the one. I don't believe there's any indication in the Bible for the one. Yes, there's indications of the one uh, God has chosen and led you towards. Sure. I don't know if that's exclusively the same as the idea we have of the one. But I agree entirely with Cookie. Um, you, if there is the one and they got hit by a car, 
and God is somebody who is trying to live, help you live your fullest life, that would contradict that and mean that therefore for the rest of your life you are going to be depressed and sad because you never got fulfilled because you never found your person. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, that said, I do believe in the one in this way. Whoever you marry is the one. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. You have to make them the one. It's an active thing. It's not a. Yeah. It's not a a, a, a thing that a labeling on something. It's you make that person the one. They're so now with you. What if you get married to a freak? That's okay. Like, what do you uh, mean a freak? a freak? Like a freak who wants to take over the whole nation exactly. and become president like a or something. And you What's can, wrong with wanting then, to become then president? Then you do your best. No, no, no. <laughs> until. Like Okay. Then you do your level best until you've been given grounds to go and do other things. But as long as, the, as long as you got married with the right intent, you did all your due diligence, I guess. It was a premarital chi-chi-chi. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you should have noticed she was crazy before then. <laughs> and then well, you got... only come out. And, uh, but uh, then, if you're crazy, it's so Then you got tried. married to this person. I think it's your yeah. duty to make them the one. Because if they don't, if they're not your one, then you always be looking at the thousands, the others. Can I say this They'll though? Yeah. Part of a number. Um, I, I know I, I well, I, I was joking about some of the stuff that I said. However, <laughs> on a on a more serious tip, serious tip though, I I do believe that God, in His infinite wisdom, I think has a way of making things happen. Right. Mm, yeah. So. Maybe not the one in the sense that this is the person that was born for you. I, I don't know if it works that way. I doubt that it works that way. Uh, however, I do believe that God knows the best person for you. And he knows how to make your paths cross. I, I, I think God has a way. But I think it also, it's also got to do with how connected you are to God. How much you're pursuing God, Wajo, and God's will and, and all of that. So I think there's also effort on our end that's got to be put in. Okay. Yeah. I actually think that um, the concept of the one or, or having the one goes against free will. And God wouldn't have given us free will if he was going to dictate somebody and pre have someone pre-built for us to say but this is the one. If God was pre-built have... for Adam, did he Pardon? have a choice in the matter? Was it pre-built? But guys, your terminology is a little Eve. concerning. Why pre-built, guys? It sounds like... Okay, sounds like, <laughs> That's why people say I need to find my rib. You know, the girl who was made for my rib. But she was I've never first, thought about that. So there was no other... It's not like God so by default, make, she was the one. So, so you, want God, you wanted God to make like <laughs> five <laughs> options. But maybe the whole story... Maybe the story of Adam and Eve is actually uh, an indication of how it's supposed to work. That when God has presented someone... To you. To you. Mm -hmm. Then... They become the one. They, but where, where does free will you know what? Come, if we, come into play? If we're going to go use, sorry, yeah. slightly on the side of that. If we're going to use Adam and Eve as the example for that, let's not just take the bit of it that we like. Who was Adam and who was Eve? Yeah. How close were both of those people to God? How perfect in the will of God were those two? Then they were joined. 
So if we're going to say that, look at the one scenario in them, let's also look at the people. It's maybe you're not finding your one because you're like five Ks away from God, bro. Ten. Maybe ten. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe your one is right next to God and you're like yeah. next door. Yeah. 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 So, which, that, that's which leads a good point. to what I was going to say in that I think God has given us free will mm-hmm. and I think we have to make the choice. Yeah. And if we're close to God, we sort of, God can then, God's nature and God, the, the godliness that rubs on mm-hmm. to us through our relationship with God will help us make a decision that lands us or helps us choose someone who is suitable for us. That's so, for example, I'll give the example of um, Isaac mm-hmm. when, you know, Abraham, it wasn't even Isaac himself, it was Abraham who just decided, hey, by this light, he needs a wife. Uh-huh. So I'm going to send my servant. And he... Bruh, that one didn't choose, God. Yeah, the servant. The servant, bruh. See, what if the servant. servant had bad taste? <laughs> wow, yeah. He prayed, okay? He prayed. And his answers okay. were as much. Yeah, it was, it was by faith, bruh. You could have but back to a, that, okay, I think we're, we're kind of neglecting the other half of her question, which was, should does a person need to receive a sign or some sort of revelation? Because in that instance... Eliezer was given a sign. He prayed, okay, may she be the one who gives me water. And the chick came and gave him water. So in this person's scenario, should she wait for a sign? Should she wait for some sort of, you know, dream or vision? I don't know. Pastor, for her to know that this person you're is You're married. Please, please, please enlighten us. Well, I think um, I don't really encourage people to look for signs mm-hmm. uh, because that can be very dangerous. Because the enemy can also, you know, give you signs. Yeah. Um, I think, well, my understanding of that story, and I've said it to a couple of other guys, and that if you really analyze the servant, what he did was he was looking for a character trait rather than a sign. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, he says, if she comes and she offers, if I ask for water, and then she also offers water to my camels. Mm-hmm. That's good. It shows you that the type of person she is mm-hmm. and, a, and a certain character trait. That's what he was looking for. Yeah. That, that shows you that she's a good woman. She's someone who's caring, someone who was loving, hospitable and suitable for my master. Mm-hmm. So I think that you should then not look for God's signs, but look for things that show good character yeah. of a person. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. Um, uh, Dr. Ravi Zachariah said more or less the same thing. Um, those who want to, you should go look for uh, audio podcast of his, I, Isaac, take the take he, Rebecca. Rebecca. And in yeah. that, he mentions more or less the same thing that the number one thing you ought to be looking for above almost everything else is kindness. Kindness, Which yeah. is what was shown in shown that exactly. moment. Yeah. yeah. That extreme level of kindness. She yeah. did not have to help the animals and all yeah. that. She, didn't have to yeah but that kindness was evidence of kind of how she runs everything else or the rest mm. of her life everything yeah so maybe yeah. but i'm extrapolating <laughs> sure but rebecca guys we know she has we some, know issues, she has some so. issues we're not expecting perfection but uh it was it was symptomatic of so many other things exactly <laughs> yeah no but 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 definitely i think there's some lessons that we can draw from that and i, I don't want us to yeah. to because uh, I, I know we need to, to move to move on to the next yeah. point, but the the fact that um, Ravi actually does talk about that, I remember that episode, mm-hmm. and because I've listened to it several times um, about <laughs> kindness. For some yeah. huh? I, I'll actually. I'm always searching. I'll for actually answers, right? give a personal example. Uh-huh. How I chose 
for how I made a decision. Chuna, say, chuna. Before he goes too far, you must also mention how I helped him out. Uh, it's actually in the story. Really? It's in the story. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was something that annoyed me at first, but then when I analyzed it, actually helped me make my decision. Uh-huh. And that I looked at how my wife treated my very good friend, Biscuit here. She treated him the same way she treated me. Mm-hmm. Like there was no special treatment for me. Like she treated him the same. So to me, it was like, but yeah, me, um, you know, I should be the special guy. But it just showed me that she was someone who was generally nice. who treated people well, mm-hmm. and that was a very good character. So in trait. this story, I yeah. was the camel. Yeah, I, can't. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of the, the camels. Because I, I, you know, I would go to a flat. Just don't be a camel all your life, man. Make stuff and say, "Do you want this? Do you want that?" And mm. she'd bring the tray and bring everything. And then Biscuit will call me. Can you stop doing that, bro? <laughs> Biscuit will call me and say, "Hey, where you at?" And I'm like, ah, "I'm at the, the Adams cabin, bro." And then, mm. hey, "Can I go?" And he'll come, and she'll do exactly the same thing that she did to me. I'm like. Me, I'm not special, but then if you look at it another way, she's just very hospitable. Yeah, and she'll yeah. do that to yeah. Cookie Monster and anyone else who would. Your wife is lovely. And she's she's still, still this day. Yeah, she's, that's just how she is. Yeah. She's cool. she's beautiful. On, on that point, um, I think a lot of the time we it's good for us to look for traits in the person we want to be with, but I also think the other part of finding the one or whatever you want to call it is your own readiness in the whole mm. equation. Because obviously that same person is also looking for traits mm-hmm. in their one. Yeah. So I don't think that God will reveal, is that the right word? Maybe he can reveal the person to you that, yeah, that person is probably right for you. But if you yourself are not yet at the stage of preparedness and readiness to be in a relationship, I don't think you should force it just because you're both in church or because you're both you know, mm-hmm. men and women of God or whatever, you might still have some work to do. Yeah. As well. Cool. I hope uh, our listener was thoroughly answered. Mm-hmm. I know you've got more questions. Arno, what's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is also from Arno. I don't know who this question is from. But it says, I've got a friend of a friend who wants to know whether the concept of having a type is biblical. I think he's referring to a type of chick or a type of guy. Yeah. I feel like we just come from answering that. But anyway. You know when I when I when I when I think of types, right? Um, Jag has the F type, the E type, right? You got the XJ, you got the XF. Those are all types, common. right? I like the F type because the F type, like I've seen this F type in Is orange. Is going to answer the question? Yes. Okay. Orange with like a black panoramic roof, right? But the problem with types is that there will always be something else that is similar to that type. Right. So I, I think the challenge with maybe having a type just for the sake of it is that it, it, it can be very superficial mm. and you you look for because usually types have to do with physical appearance yes. to be and yeah. it's got to do with I like like I, I like I like. You know, I like but not all the time. I like guys. Some I like guys with pop bellies or I like. Oh. No, I'm just saying I've actually heard someone type, say this. A type can be, I don't know. A, can be a personality. Some people okay. like um, feisty. Yeah. No, but I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I'm saying usually yeah. it, it's got to do with physical appearance. I think in this case it's referring you, to physical Usually. I get that. Yeah. Assume. So I'm just saying that 
um, I think it's okay. Like any human being, right, is attracted to someone because of something. There's got to be that physical attraction. I think it's. I think it's important for that to be there. And you're obviously attracted to someone because of certain features and whatnot, whatnot. However, I don't think um, it's enough to just look at that. I think it's got to go beyond that. Yeah. I think the challenge with having a type would be that a lot of the time it's probably not something that's permanent. Like it might be, but it mm-hmm. may not be. So my guy might have, uh, I don't know, he might have a six pack today, but who's like, 20 years from now is he still going to have the six pack? And then when he doesn't anymore, then is he no longer my type? Tell me one dude who's got a six pack at 60. Alcohol good, maybe. Right. Exactly, that's my point, guys. Okay, if you are so like concerned about his muscle mass, then what are you going to do when it's no longer there? Yeah, and, yeah. and the same goes for you know for guys as well. You know, your lady's not always going to look the same way. You know, children come into play. I know there are certain ladies who work hard and try and keep their shape, but your age and stuff, your body is going to evolve. So it's always risky. And I think a time, a type is, is, is got a limited, you know, lifespan. It's got a shelf yeah. life. Unless it's like, I, I, I like blue eyes, of which you're just yeah. limiting yourself completely. Because exactly. you can get contacts anyway. I, <laughs> I, I agree. Sure. You know, things change. But it's not just your body that evolves. It's also your mind and your perception and how you feel even. Yes, so yeah. to say that your type will be static is exactly. erroneous. However... That's not to say that your type is not going to move at the same pace as the person who you're with. That's not, it's not impossible. Because it may or may not be. Because your type may move from heavily being physical to being, as you grow as a couple, it could be more influenced in terms of personality and character. I actually, okay, yeah. To move I, with your lives. I think for me to ask, to answer his question, I don't think it's unbiblical, but I don't think it's wise mm. in the sense that having a type also is risky in that if your type changes or if your if the person you chose initially your type. evolves out of that type, mm. then you're going to start looking elsewhere to try and get back that type. Okay, then the question then becomes, can you deny your type? Because mean? that's equally as bad. Isn't it? Deny. No, don't, because then don't from day one, you'll be yeah. hunting for your type per side. Yeah. I, I just think it's got to do with being, um, with being practical. And with, you, like I said earlier, that you are drawn to someone because of something. Right? Yeah. And we've all, people are different. Like, we, we've all had a picture of the kind of person that we want to be with. Sometimes we end up with that person, sometimes we don't. Some people are very um, fixated on, I want to be with a slim chick who looks like a model. Some people are like, ah, no, I don't like slim chicks, but I want someone who's got, you know, who's like well built or whatever the case mm-hmm. is. So, all those things, right, I, I think are there. But there's also the thing, what, what if. The one, when we're talking about the one, what if God brings someone your way who's actually not that type, right? But, but, the then, but, but then but then totally blows you away, right? Yeah. And you actually end up with that person. So I would say, Hangu, from me, the monster, I would say, um, don't limit yourself. Don't limit what God can do. But at the same time, I don't think you should discredit the fact that you, you naturally you're, you're naturally drawn to, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, don't, don't be limited by type, but maybe don't fully ignore it. I- cool. So it seems like most of our questions seem to be on the relationship tip. Is that all you people think about, honestly? Like, like seriously. <laughs> I was expecting some deep theological Politics things here. Or I don't know, like, exactly. well done. Guys. I guess relationships are theological. Huh? It's broken. Um, all right, so this person wants to know, I have a friend of a friend um, who wants to know if it's okay to make a move on a friend's ex. That is, is there a biblical argument for the bro code? Bro code. We actually addressed this issue at length um in in an episode that we did yeah on the no ring fair game episode so you can actually look look for that on our website it's there it's called no ring fair game um that's it right yeah Yeah. that's the name yeah so we we actually get into that in detail but maybe we can just briefly um talk about that what what do you guys say if you abide by the bro code you will die single (laughs) 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 because the people who enforce it are usually already in a relationship (laughs) so that is my two cents wise woman does say prefer one another so i would always say it depends um your friend um sound them out if if your friend um you know doesn't mind then yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with that because they're no longer with your friend they're an ex but if your friend has issues with it, with with that, then yeah, it's best to consider that. Yeah, I mean, uh, if your friend, if this ex is an ex, but only an ex in 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 name, but not an in intention, exactly. Then sound them out. Uh, then it's not okay. If they're your home, what I mean is, if this person is still thinking, ah, they're my ex, but I'm gonna go back. Okay. Then of course you must first hear about that. Because then you're gonna cross paths, but if it's an ex, bruh, I, yeah, you can go. Fine. Yeah, I'd actually say that <clears throat> I've got a. But, but here's the uh-huh. here's a span in the works. How how will it work? This is a friend, hey. How will it work? You guys you hanging out. chilling, hanging out. Oh no, that's sorted. The Bible you know. talks about. You know, that. I actually watched this. Oh, does it say? I love your enemies. No, it's just for I'm gonna confess. I'm gonna confess. <laughs> I watch. I watch date my family. Don't uh-huh. worry. <laughs> you watch this recent one. The other ones that have watch. been trending recently. No, this confused guy. Oh my god. <laughs> so anyway, on one of the episodes, one of the guys had his ex as one of the as people. one of the people that were you having know, to meet the having to meet the, the the potential. And I thought that was weird. Yeah, that's weird. and. The actual, the actual girl actually did not choose that guy for that very yeah, reason. Of to say, why think... is your ex still your friend? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think mm. it could really ever work. I would say that there's no hard and fast rule. In that a, a pastor who's like a big sister slash friend of mine said to me that, <clears throat> you know what? Ultimately, if this is the person that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with, right reality will adjust accordingly because this is the person that you're meant to be with and and a part of me kind of subscribes to that now of course you've got to manage the relationship you've got to but i think eventually things people have to get used to it right because i can't so if this is the woman i'm supposed to be with and she's dated biscuit god forbid and she's dated <laughs> <laughs> and she's dated biscuit before right? and biscuit happens to be my friend and i'm like biscuit yo brah this is where it's at and he's like ah brah chill right i'll be like okay i'll chill for six months okay but she 
after six months if you haven't <laughs> if, if if you haven't decided i'm moving i'm moving in mm. and i'm pretty sure i'll get married to this person a year later and biscuit will, be, will have to deal because he, he's gonna move on with his life as well yeah. so i just think that sometimes um we 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 focus too much on things that don't really matter in the long run yeah yes yeah. another way of looking at it is better your friend than some other random guy because if you and it also depends on how how you guys broke up if it was a mutual good breakup and you still care about that person yeah and you know your friend is a good person then you'd rather them you know be happy with someone you know and trust and yeah. look after that person. You have a lot yeah. of faith okay. in human nature. Let, let me also add to that <laughs> by going one or two... <laughs> I'll add to that by going one or two steps further. Uh, the nature of that relationship, that previous relationship and its intensity. Um, if we can go on to the whole... We've discussed it before, just sex before marriage, yeah. whatever, whatever. If the, your friend was that intimate with your new person i doubt it yes you're gonna have issues if this, yeah, these people are gonna remain close that's one of the reasons why that stuff has to be avoided at all costs yeah. you yeah. won't live through it if it was just friends you broke up fine yeah. you agreed amicably because this is not gonna work we are cool as friends it's fine but then if it was like you guys were lovers for five yeah. years and then now the person's dating your friend and you know stuff and they know stuff yeah that, that can get which is which is why i think it's 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 unwise in fact it's unbiblical the, the bible does tell us about fornication and and all of this stuff and i know i know modern society is now trying to dampen it and just kind of you know uh, make it seem like that there's nothing there but the reality is that that's the reason why the bible has yeah. such a strict stance on that because yeah. the moment you get that intimate with someone it's it's very difficult to then disconnect you know mm -hmm. because yeah. that person is literally a part of your life yeah. um especially when it's been a recurring thing and you guys have been in this um intimate thing so i would actually say to people out there you know especially christians just to say you know what guys intimate intimate relationships when when you're not married is actually very very dangerous from a spiritual point of view but i think from a practical point of view as well because it then complicates life for everyone mm. And I'll, I'll add another thing. It's interesting that there's so many things to add to this. Um, if we've, we've more or less established that it's okay to it's go for the ex, yeah. if, if everything's okay, but I think you must do it knowing that you, there's a high potential you might lose one of those people. Yeah. Because yeah. if yeah. your Most person likely. says, I don't want to see that person again, be prepared to just say, okay, we're not friends with, with Ben anymore. Mm. You have to be ready for that. Yeah. And... Uh, and I guess in the case that it's your wife, if your wife says, but I don't like that person, if you want to keep peace in the home, you better just say, my guy, sorry, eh? Yeah. Uh, we're cool and all, but... Uh, <laughs> it's late. I'm late for this one. Yeah. If you're not ready for that, then no. Okay, I think that's probably a good segue. Since most of them are relationship-centered, um, we're just going to play the voice note. Hey, I have a friend that strongly believes that... Um, cohabitating thing with a boyfriend is absolutely right um, because there's no verse in the Bible that says no um, cohabitating so I wanted to know exactly how do I go about explaining to this friend of mine that actually um, you're not supposed to be staying with your boyfriend until you're married so please can you help me 
So basically, she's asking about cohabitation. Cookie, you just came from talking about the F word. Yeah. <laughs> Fornication. So, um, yeah. So this person's asking, how does she tell her friend that cohabitation is not biblical? Well, in her view, she says it's not biblical. Okay. Putting um, it out there. Okay. Um, please, can we have a precise definition of cohabiting? As in, are these people sleeping together? Well, that's that... the thing. I think from the outside looking in, you will not know that. So mm -hmm. let's just deal with these are two people who are in a relationship and are living together. Yeah, I, I would just like to categorically state that there is no way that I'm going to be living in the same house with a woman that I'm attracted to, right? Living in the, maybe even sh separate bedrooms, right? I'm just saying, I'm, I'm speaking for myself, right? <laughs> I'm speaking for myself. A woman that I'm attracted to, we're living in the same house and we're sharing a bathroom and we share a kitchen. Maybe she's got her own room. Guys, guys, guy. Uh, I'm just saying, if nothing happens, then I'm not attracted to you. Just know you're, you're, like, my, you're like my boy. Okay, just, no, okay, just, can I just, you know... I've, I've got a friend uh -huh. <laughs> of a friend who lived <laughs> with their partner for a period of time. And this friend slept in the lounge on a blow-up mattress. And the boyfriend slept in his room on his bed. And no sex was ever had in that period. How do you know? I know because my friend told me. I <laughs> <laughs> think we were attracted to each other. Well, what happened was this friend was housemates with this friend. And then they started dating while they were already living together. Okay. So then once they started dating, she started looking for another place. But then it took a while. So there was a period when they were dating okay. and living okay. together. So this was more of... Circumstantial, yeah. Yeah. As in, yeah. But yeah, but I mean, you have to just put punch yeah. this guy if you don't want things to happen. But question, it's possible. This question mm -hmm. is more an intentional, like, hey, yeah. baby, hey, baby. Hey, let's, let's, let's find a place. Let's find yeah. some place. Yeah. Let's yeah. share some keys. Yeah. That, I think, is where this is coming from. Circumstances. Because you will share more than keys. But, <laughs> but I, I do think it is, it is very, very, very uh, dangerous. Yeah. Because if you... Okay, if the Bible, I don't think explicitly says, thou shalt not share the lease agreement and cohabit. <laughs> I don't think it explicitly says that. Um, but with, let's take the Bible's culture and uh, acknowledge that in those times, the minute you went off with a woman, you're already married. You, you now had to be serious about this and, yeah. and, and go to the next level. There was no, there was very little gap in between or anything like that. It didn't happen so much. So it, that's how seriously it takes this whole men and women together kind of scenario, especially if they like each other. Separate from if you just happen to be housemates. I think that's different. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think that um, if this friend was, was more of like, how does she advise mm -hmm. the other friend about the scenario? Mm. The advice I would give is tell your friend that if she wants to stay single, she must move in with this guy. If she wants to stay single, if she wants to never get married, <laughs> go ahead and move in with the guy. <laughs> because I, I happened to listen to a recording, uh, uh, a part of Steve Harvey's show today, and he said something very interesting. He said that you need to show a man 
uh, what he can get, but let him imagine what he can have. So, hmm. hey, hey, invite him over for dinner. Show him Show what, he can get. what he can get. But he let him imagine what he, can have. what he can have. But if he can see what he can have, if he can get it now, believe yeah. me, you'll be with him for five years. Yeah. And you just say, you know what, this ain't working sure. out. I don't believe in marriage. Then you go separate and two months later, he's, he's married to someone who he only just yeah. met. Yeah. As long as he has, has got all the goods and no reason, no nothing, no obligation, forget it. You're not getting married. And if you do get married, I'm going to have issues. But anyway, mm-hmm. I, that's my two cents Can I just say, okay. Oh, yeah. no, sorry, Mr. Kent, you can go Well. Ahead. Um, and I'm guessing this person is saying is justifying it by saying there's no biblical verse. To... Well, they're Christians, so yeah, maybe they're justifying it. That well, way. I guess we it's don't, just it's a, don't it's know a, from it's a question. The, it's saying the voice the, note. in the Bible, there's no verse that says you can't cohabit. Uh-huh. So that's kind of how they're justifying it mm-hmm. and stuff. Well, if the Bible was to explicitly say everything, we can't do that. Ish. I don't know how big the Bible would be. That's true. But there are certain verses <laughs> yeah, and, you know, certain scripture that kind of already cover certain things. So for me, I would ask a few questions. Number one, what's the point of cohabiting? To get to know someone before you marry them. Oh, so that's the point, to get to know them. To, so it's kind of like a trial period. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else, can, what else are you trying? Oh, right. Wait, <laughs> see, okay. that, no, but that's that? usually what people say. Is can, to get can, to can really know someone. Yeah. Before said, you commit your life I to said this something to a friend of mine. Because when I listened to that audio, there was a friend, another guy in the office. Yeah. So we, we chatted about it for a while. Yeah. I said, that is similar. That whole try before you buy it. Yeah. Is very similar to you getting a, a car. Brand new car. Yeah. Then you, you're allowed... The guys give it to you free of charge and everything. Mm. They even fill up the tank and stuff every time it runs out, I guess, for a whole year. And um, which guy, who, not even which guy, who will buy that car? They will take it back to the dealership and say, yeah, it's got a couple of squeaks here and there. The brakes are a little worn. Can I, can I now buy this car, just a new one of this one? Yeah. They will say, I want a new one of this one. They won't take that one. Yeah. That one itself, they'll leave. The try before you buy does not work. Actually, when you test drive a car, you actually don't test drive the actual one you're going to yeah. buy. Yeah, you, you never test drive test the one you're going to buy. They bought test, test, yeah. another one. test vehicles that are, yeah. spe- that, that are specifically... Yeah, so don't be a test vehicle. <laughs> don't be a and I, test Listen, and, and I'm going I'm I'm to oh say it. I'm going to say it like it is, guys. As, as a guy, right, the, the honest truth is that as men, there's something in us that it's, it's almost an inherent thing that we have that or an innate thing that we we, we like to Things. to hunt right shut up <laughs> we, like, we, we like we like to hunt and did it now if if you make the hunt uh, so easy for me that it's it's no longer a hunt i'm living with you oh, uh, no, 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 sorry, no 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 huh? no before you change it because i've got i take issue with that because he would have hunted this person before they started dating, right? Then they move in together, whatever the scenario. But I'm saying, okay, what if you're now married? Are you saying the guy's going to lose interest in you because the hunt is over? No, that's, that's not what I'm saying. Well, let me, let me finish. Oh, no, let, me, let me stress, like, let me stress my point. point that's marriage. why people cheat. And that's why wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Well, now, now, so what, what, do I keep him hunting for 20 years? Let me finish I what I'm saying. Keep him hunting. Uh, so what, I, what, what I'm saying is that there's something special about a young, a young lady, right? A gazelle. That you're getting to know. A young lady that <laughs> is, 
not gonna let you like like what biscuit said who's not just gonna let you have it all right yeah so you you've got you've got to work for it and part of working for it is that you've actually got to show your intentions and that that you're serious about this person Mm. but now if if we're living together chances are we're getting it already we're doing everything that a married couple is gonna do right Mm. now yes we may end up getting married Mm. but i'd actually like to know statistically how many live-in couples end up happily married i'd actually like to know that when i was in the states last year i remember just seeing this a lot a lot of people who were living together even in church right and for me it was a bit of a culture shock because i was like this is this is weird this is like actually very weird but people do that but you hear a lot of baby mama drama you hear a lot of they used to live together and then the dude did this and and i was hearing a lot of this kind of stuff now of course i don't want to come and sort of superimpose that into our culture because it could be different but the fact is the principle remains the same if i'm going to live with a girl guys and i'm getting everything that a married person can get the incentive to actually marry the person is reduced drastically. Yeah, and also I want to add the fact that people need to understand that the institution of marriage, when it was instituted by God, God said a man shall leave his mother and father's house and a woman shall leave her mother and father's house and the two shall become one. There's the whole thing of leaving and cleaving. You're coming from somewhere. You just don't make a decision. You're coming from somewhere. So my question is, when you are cohabiting, do your parents give their blessing? Because if they don't, the Bible is very clear. Honor your mother and father. That's good. So that you can have a long life. It's the only one with a condition. Mm. But some people's parents aren't Christian. They don't care. Yeah, I'm saying if, if your parents then are then giving you, and this is both ways, not just the dad's, the, the guy's parents are okay with it and the girl's parents are not Mm. because then you as the guy have to respect the girl's parents or vice versa yeah i would be very shocked if you get into a scenario where both parents are very willing maybe in the western culture but in here yeah that would be very can can i say this um the impression i've gained of marriage from the anecdotal impression i've gained of marriage from Couples who've been married for a long time, both those I know, those who you've seen through media and so on, have attested that marriage is tough, it's hard, but it's an amazing, wondrous thing. They can't ever really put their fingers on what makes it so amazing and so beautiful and so um, irreplaceable. They will say we had hard times and they're really downplaying it. But they'll say, ah, but ah, this person is the person for me. And they'll say it. 20, 30, 40 years later, could yesh, this person was amazing. Now, when you cohabit, you will find more reasons not to marry a person than mm. you'll find to marry them. That's true. Because it'll be more flesh level things, things you can't detect. Marriage's value is over a long period of time, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in that short period of time the that journey, you're living together, yeah. you're like, ah, they put their socks in the wrong place. Ah, they snore. Ah, they do all all these silly little inconsequential mm. things for life. Yeah. And you make your life decision based on those irritating things. Yeah. They're irritating. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm sure they're very irritating. But once you're married, you have to deal with the irritation. And that also changes yeah. you. It makes, may make you mm. a better person. That's good. So if you cohabit, you will find too many reasons. Maybe not the woman, because she'll be hanging on in there, waiting, waiting. <laughs> but the guy will find a plethora of reasons yeah. not to marry. And I think also just really going honestly before God to say, does God actually 
approve yeah. of it, yeah. right? And um, if it did, he would have recommended it as an but approach. But that's the thing. I think that's why in her voice note she did mention that these people are Christian. So maybe in the way that they're cohabiting, they've gone, it's just assumed, this is just a hypothetical, that they've gone before God, they've prayed about it, they're just saying to each other, you know, we're not sleeping together, we're just living together. And then we'll get married eventually. Hey, hey let me finish. <laughs> and that's what they're telling themselves, that there's actually nothing wrong with that because we aren't copulating. So I think the main issue that probably the girl who's in in the voice note has is that because they're Christian, they have a higher responsibility to the society or the greater body of believers around them to set an example. Kuti, okay, so you, my two leaders are living together and they're not married. We don't know if they're sleeping together or not. They only know between the truth of them whether they're doing that. Um, okay. So the, the, I think her issue is they're setting a bad example and you shouldn't make your weaker people stumble. All right. Um, on that one, I will go back to something uh, Cookie mentioned earlier. That uh, if, if he's not trying to do anything, then uh, then that person doesn't, doesn't like that person. So if these two Christians are staying together and aren't trying anything, they probably shouldn't get married because they don't really like each other. Guys, come on. We can't keep going back to that. You can exercise self-control. You can exercise self-control. That's true. Actually, you you can't. Because, to be honest, if you really like someone, you're going to burn with passion. Which is why Paul says, you know what I mean? If any one of you is acting untoward (laughs) towards Mm. his virgin, let him marry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because... Thanks, Pastor. That's how you... It's natural. You can't hold it back. You're attracted to that person. You're gonna want to do stuff. You're gonna want to, but you're not. That's why when we... So why put yourself in the situation? Maybe there's circumstances that make it easier for you guys to live together. All the houses in the neighborhood bent down. Maybe I'm not married in... Huh? Maybe they're we, money. Ah, ah, and they're can, students in a foreign country. There you go. They just it's just easier. They can do homestay in it's, separate it's houses. It's not free. Homestay is not, it's not free. free. But if listen, they can, if it's contributing if to it's whatever, circumstantial, right? and I'm not even condoning. If it's circumstantial, right? That's a separate case altogether, right? Because that could be like a brother and a sister staying together or whatever. Right? <laughs> but here I'm saying two people, two people who are dating, who choose to say, you know what, let's move in together and actually start living yeah. together. Okay, the next one is another relationship one. Um, they said, I have a friend of a friend who is in an abusive marriage, physical and emotional. Is it okay to leave the marriage? Yet the only justifiable cause for divorce is in the Bible is adultery. You know that my pastor So basically, if you're a Christian, is it okay to leave a marriage because of abuse as opposed to leaving it only because of adultery? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a difficult one. I don't know why. I've actually dealt with a case like that and it was a very difficult yeah. case which God eventually made easier. And that when we then find out, found out that the husband was actually cheating. Oh. Yeah. So I would say it's very hard. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm saying it's very difficult to have, to be abusive and be faithful. Yeah. I, I yeah. was about to say that yeah. as well. I don't and think. Chances are he's 
is already seeing someone on the side. But yeah, let's just take that out. Let's yeah. just assume it's just abuse. When when Physical you abuse when you I, I would approach it from a I guess from more of the practical point of view yeah. to say that if it's a situation where your own life is now threatened mm-hmm. and um, you're actually running the risk of getting physically damaged or then I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it is wise to to move. And of course, you know, I, th- this is coming from, from me who's just a guy who knows nothing about marriage. But I think realistically speaking, like if my sister was in a relationship with someone and the dude was beating her up, okay, first thing I'll like kick his butt. But um, I, I just think that practically you'd have to really look and say, Sha, listen, I know you want to be in the marriage and stuff, but this is actually a hazard to your own health and your own life. So I think from that point of view, um, it, it, would be, it, it would be unwise. There's also another scripture we can use as a guideline in, you know, where Paul is advising people who, you know, got married before they were saved, uh, before they received Christ, and then one of them receives Christ. Mm-hmm. And he answers the question and says, okay, suppose... Basically says the wife will redeem him. Yeah, but, she, but he also gives sort of like a guideline to say if the husband has a problem with that then she's justified to leave him, mm. right? But if the husband doesn't have a problem with her faith and says, hey, it's good that you're, you know, Paul kind of, you know, hints that, you know, the husband will be sort of sanctified and saved mm-hmm. in that way because the two are one, right? And the same, in the same light, he says, if the guy does not approve of that, then she's got license to leave. Yep. And it kind of seems like, okay, that he's allowing these people to divorce and they haven't even committed any sexual sin. Mm. Right? So in that light, if it's abusive, I think get out of there. That's yeah. my advice. Mm. Get out of that place. You know, it's another thing if the guy is then repentant and comes back. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you're not married elsewhere. But, yeah. In yeah. that time, if the guy is not changing and he's abusive, get out of that relationship. So, this person is being abusive. <laughs> very abusive and in most cases we'll say it's the man i yeah. guess in this example it sounds like it's the man it can be the other way around yeah, it be. but it's the man the bible is not saying that's now cause for divorce i i think yes separate allow for grace and mercy and reformation all of that to work to maybe save this allow that space allow room for counseling allow for brotherly intervention or whatever it is to try and repair this if it is not repairable, I, as a guy, can guarantee you 150% that that guy will go dipping in some other pond in that space of time. Mm. So that you've got your adultery ticket. You can jump out. But you did give it room for God to fix it. Yeah. You did give it room mm-hmm. for things to be repaired. <laughs> and That's, that's kind of sad, though, that the only way to fix her pain would be to add more pain on top. Maybe. And have him... But cheat on but, her on top of everything he's done also, to her. It's also giving it a chance for that pain to be fixed and for restoration to occur because the opposite can happen. He can be repentant. He can realize how much damage he's caused. Maybe there were some other issues in life yeah. that messed this guy up and now he sees it and then he, he will never do it again because there are stories of that too. So I think in all things, there's a risk of it going north or south. 
But if you don't ever take the risk, then you're just going to stay in the middle and nothing will happen. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I still think that abuse is grounds for divorce. If it can't be solved. I'm not saying that I agree that, you know, if there's a case of abuse, let the people be separated for a while and let a, a restoration and reconciliation process start. But if it's beyond repair, uh, guys, uh, I'm sure there's enough grace there for, for a divorce. Mm. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, it's an interesting question. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, thank you guys. This was a riveting discussion. You're all wiser than I thought. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, yeah, but no, that was really good. Thank you for everyone who sent in questions. I'm sorry if we didn't answer it the way you thought we would, but we really do hope that you got something of use out of it. And go back to your word. All the answers are in the word in some way, shape or form. So I guess that's all we have for today. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and I would also say, um, I think with a lot of these complex questions, we obviously don't have all the answers. We should actually be actively looking for answers. That's why I, I would recommend other resources, uh, people yeah. like Ravi Zacharias, uh, C.S. Lewis, especially with some of these complex issues. John, John Piper, like John Piper has this thing called Desiring God, where he addresses a lot of these type, type questions. Yeah, examples are all complex items. Okay. Some people don't like listening to such deep material. Pastor Kent is here. You can listen to him <laughs> and other people, local pastors. I don't know, man. There's, 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 there's a lot of material that we can... I, I would say um, to support that, maybe rebuke my pastor here. Um, if you're listening to this show, you're somebody who does want to know. Yeah. And um, I just say follow through. If you've decided that your worldview is one based on the Christian God, who is the only God as far as we're concerned, then follow through on that. Don't just be surface about it. Read as much as you can. Dig yeah. into everything. Look at it from his perspective, not mm -hmm. yours, for all topics. And you'll find that the answers are actually much closer than, than you think. You should be digging. If you really are interested, dig. Don't wait for the show. Yeah. Don't wait for us to answer your questions. They are there. We're coming from the same school. So we're all in the same WhatsApp group. So just, just yeah. dig. And, and I yeah, agree. if you're not digging, ah, late. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, for me, I think it's better to be far away from the fence than try and find, try and, try and <laughs> justify how close you can get to the fence. Mm. That's just my approach, to stay away from the fence. The moment where you're just saying, is it biblical? You're trying to get as close to the fence as possible. Just yeah. stay away from the fence. A man called G.K. Chesterton said something. He said, before you pull down any fence, find out why it was put there in the first place. Yeah. So let's not just be pulling nice. down. Let's not just be pulling down fences. Let's find out why is this actually said like that? Why is it stated like that? But anyway, yeah. Thank you for listening to Radiant Culture, everybody. You know where to reach us. You know where to find us. Yeah. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiant at the hub .co .zw 
or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.